Good morning, everybody. How you doing today? Um, another episode of Mornings with Mark. Thank you, as always, for joining me. Um, today, I wanted to talk about everybody's favorite social network, Facebook. Yay! Not really yay. I am sick of talking about it. I'm sure you are sick of hearing about it, but it's still an important thing to tackle. So, late yesterday afternoon, um, the Washington Post um, had a great article. It was picked up. Um, through pretty much all the main um, um, outlets on the fact that Facebook took down 800 plus accounts for spreading um, political, um, if too much political information, political disinformation, um, a, you know, standard sort of uh, large ranging sweep of accounts that were up to um, shady activities leading up to the U.S. midterm elections. The twist here was that the majority of these atta- uh, accounts, the vast majority of them, were actually based uh, in the U.S. They were not foreign influence, they were uh, domestic influence, um, trying to uh, spread different stories about the U.S. election. So this is um, the same attack we've seen time and time again. It's a disinformation attack. Um, the playbook is out there, people are using it. Um, if you start sort of looking at that gray line between political disinformation to spam campaign to aggressive marketing to legitimate marketing to users trying to use the network, it's all gray, right? In this case, um, political disinformation, um, Facebook took down the accounts. The really interesting aspect is that domestic piece. Because especially in the U.S. now, again, you know, I'm not a U.S. citizen. Um, this is just from foreign outside looking in. Um, is you know, domestic free speech makes this kind of thing really interesting. The reason why foreign accounts were able to be taken down um, when it comes to um, political uh, influence and political ads was because there's actually election laws in the U.S. against foreign um, organizations, foreign interests advertising and uh, promoting messages in the election. There's very strict rules and regulations around it. Not so much for domestic. So the interesting thing here is that you can look at this as a disinformation attack, but it's one launched against, objectively, yourself. Um, it happens all the time. You know, you could make the argument um, political advertising is all about this. It's about pushing forward one viewpoint. Um, and, but the difference here is that we've gone from political where it's spin into outright disinformation. Now, that's a line that a lot of people um, feel has been blurred. Um, over the last little while. And the reason why I want to talk about this today wasn't just that news article. It actually came up in a conversation I was having yesterday um, with a fantastically intelligent person in my community. Um, and we were talking about the difficulty um, helping kids through school projects, ironically enough. But, um, you know, kids reaching the point where they're doing research online um, instead of when, you know, I'm old enough to remember the only option was to go to the library um, and read through the encyclopedias, hope that they could get a book in on the topic you wanted. Um, but there was some sort of vetting process to get a book back in those days, to have a book published. Um, there were editors, there were legal checks, there was a whole bunch of things that made sure that the information that was in a book or in an encyclopedia was relatively verifiable or verified and, and um, you know, reasonably accurate. There was still stuff that ran counter to, to logic. There was still stuff that wasn't correct. But the vast majority of things, when you walked into your school library, your public library, um, into the uh, you know informational section, a uh, reference section, the vast majority of the stuff there had some level of um, credibility. I guess is the best word. Now the challenge you have is I can publish anything on demand. I can publish anything online. How do you explain to kids? 
what is a legitimate source and what isn't. And this was sort of the talk, the topic of the conversation we were having. And the challenge is immense because you can say, okay, well, you can check, you know, for a university website um, and see whether that's, uh, you know, that should have a higher standing than, you know, Joe's blog. But what if Joe happens to be a professor, uh, amateurist, um, or a Nobel Prize winner in the field that you're actually interested in, right? It's an absolutely immense problem for students in academia who are focused and looking for legitimate sources, not to mention the general public. And this really ties back to this Facebook takedown is that this is a question of how do we verify information in today's age, right? We see this all the time with uh, rumors get spread, they go like wildfire, they go you know, viral, um, and all of a sudden we think a certain celebrity has passed away or a certain thing happened when all the information wasn't presented or the, all the information wasn't even available. Um, and that's really what this takedown of these 800 plus accounts on all these pages on Facebook yesterday shows is that now we're into an area where um, when it comes to applying judgment, social networks aren't great about that. Um, we as a public, turns out, aren't so great about that. The previous stuff when election meddling was easy because there was a law against it, there was a standard for social networks to hold it to and could say, this is a foreign influencer who is trying to uh, attempt you know, um, to influence the election or publishing content that goes strictly against this statute we have to take it down. When it comes to um, disinformation, now we're into an entire world of gray. Who's making the judgment call? What is the standard of information? Is it in fact illegal for somebody to basically lie and put out information? Right, free speech is um, a, a tightly held principle in the United States. In Canada, we also hold free speech very high, but we have um, different laws around free speech. You can't uh, promote hate speech in Canada, for example. That's strictly against the law. Um, so there's a little clearer, a little more um, defined um, legal aspects of what you can you can't say here in Canada. In the States, it's pretty much fair game. Um, so it's really interesting, and it's a really, um, you know, objectively, if you take out the consequences, it's a really interesting thing to study. From a um, cybersecurity, from a privacy aspect, from uh, using social networks, you very much have to be careful what you see online, whether you trust it, whether you take action on it, um, especially whether you vote on it. If you're basing your information um, uh, for a vote, whether that's um, you know in the States, in Canada, anywhere else, please, please go through the extra um, effort to verify your sources, um, to uh, look for legitimate and unbiased sources whenever possible. Um, you wanna make sure that you're making a decision based on information that you can trust, not just one that is pushed through on a social network that is designed to amplify the filters that you select and put in place. So um, it's gonna get messier from here on out. I got no good news for you on this one. Um, I think it's, it's a fascinating area of psychology, of mass psychology, of organizational psychology, especially when we're dealing with these systems that are amplifying, um, you know, systems like social networks that are amplifying this information to scales never uh, before that we've had to deal with at speed that we've never had to deal with before. Uh, what do you think? Let me know. Hit me up online uh, at MarkNCA. For those of you on the vlogs, as always, in the comments down below. And for everybody, but especially our podcast listeners, me at MarkN.ca. How do you verify sources? I would love to um, get some tips and tricks on that because I do present to um, communities and families quite often. And it's a really tough one to t tell them. Um, sources that I would use, you know, like something like a PubMed um, or uh, an academic paper aren't appropriate for teens, uh, especially younger teens necessarily. Um, so how do you verify? 
verify sources? How do you help people on social networks verify them? Um, how do you avoid this sort of he said, she said uh, disinformation campaigns? What do you think of Facebook taking this action, especially when there wasn't necessarily a clear law to hold those takedowns against? Let me know. Let's have a discussion. That's the only way we make it through this. I hope you are set up for a fantastic day and a wonderful weekend. Um, I will see you on the show on Monday and talk to you online.